please remain standing and pray with me. Dear Jesus, in your word you said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And you promise that you will answer our prayers. I earnestly pray today that you will speak to all who hear this. I pray that this will be a day which is key to your people gathered. A key for discovering the spiritual gift they've been given and a key to understanding them. May your gifts be revealed to all through the Holy Spirit. Please cause these words to be sanctified for the building up of your body, especially in our local expression known as Christ Church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I'm not going to speak in tongues. There are some who would think I am because of my accent, but anyway, I'll just leave it there. From today's epistle, we heard read, So with yourselves, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. Strive to excel in building up the church. In the 17th chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus was recorded of praying to the Father for the Apostles. And during that high priestly prayer for the disciples, Jesus continued to pray, and I will quote beginning with verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me, that they all may be one, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Now, I'm not an alarmist, and neither do I intend to be overly dramatic. However, Christ Church, hear this, please. I believe that the Holy Spirit has laid it upon the hearts of Father Ben, myself, and others to place great emphasis on the ideas presented in these lectionary passages assigned for our edification over these last three weeks. This could be a watershed moment in the life of our congregation. God is calling us to step up to the plate and be living members of his body here and now in Winston-Salem. Especially, he is beckoning us to respond as our culture, yes, even the church in general, continues on the slippery and dangerous road of unorthodox views and practices of biblical truths. Last Sunday, you will recall that Father Ben preached that we must be diverse but unified in Christ. You may remember the term totus Christus, that is, we the body and Christ the head, all together the body. Together, diverse but united, we are mutually dependent regardless of our position in the body. Yes, we have different roles and functions in the body. 
just, as, just because one member of the body may be perceived as more important than another, we don't try to achieve equity by pulling others down. We function within the role for which the Holy Spirit has gifted us. However, we do not conduct ourselves so that we favor our own gifts over those of others. We are mutually dependent. If one member hurts, all hurt. First Corinthians twelve four through seven said, "Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For the common good, you may sense a theme here today." Two Sundays ago, we discussed the above passage regarding spiritual gifts. You may remember that in the church at Corinth, there was concern about the validity of such gifts. When they were to be used, which ones were more important than others, and the perceived elevation in status that individuals might receive because of the spiritual gifts each was exercising. We learned that spiritual gifts are divine abilities given to us by God's own design and grace. They are to be used for the common good of the body of Christ. Today we heard in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 12, So with yourselves, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. I repeat that last phrase. Strive to excel in building up the church. This applies to Christ's church as well as the church universal. Through the means of grace, the word, and the sacrament, the Holy Spirit has brought to each of us the gifts of forgiveness, spiritual life, and salvation. And it is the Holy Spirit that has given each of us gifts to use for serving others. Paul said, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. There was not a single believer at the church of Corinth who could say that he or she had no spiritual gift to use in service to God and others. Each of them had at least one gift to be used for serving others for the common good. The common good of all. That's the same for us here today at Christ Church. In 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 11, the Apostle Paul lists spiritual gifts. He said, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. 
And Paul also listed several others in Romans 12, for example, prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, contributing to the needs of others, leadership, showing mercy. Now I'm going to give a very brief presentation of these spiritual gifts, no particular order of importance. These will be made available to you in a, uh, by way of a printed document. Uh, more about that later. So discovering your spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are just like the muscle. They have to be exercised to get stronger. Talk about wisdom. The spiritual gift of wisdom is the special ability to know the mind of the Holy Spirit so that it can be best applied to the specific needs arising in the body of Christ. Knowledge is the ability to learn, know, retain, and explain God's Word. And faith. I'll go a little bit more in depth in faith this morning. All Christians have saving faith, but those with this spiritual gift trust in God's sovereignty, and put life in His hands. Now, I've had multiple people ask me about the gift of faith. Often, there is not an understanding of the difference of a saving faith versus the faith that's discussed today as a spiritual gift. The gift of faith, the spiritual gift of faith, is different than a saving faith. Saving faith is something that all Christians possess. From the Spiritual Gifts Project, a Dr. Lauren describes the difference between saving faith and the gift of faith when he writes, In this case, the gift of faith does not mean a disposition to believe, such as one has at conversion. It means the doing and daring of faith. It means the ability to expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. The Holy Spirit enables the Christian with the gift of faith to carry out tasks, accomplish goals, meet difficult needs, lead others in the work of the body, which may seem overly difficult or nearly impossible to others. Gift of healing. That's about the restoration of the mind, the body, and the soul. And miracles. Those who have the gift of working miracles are able to bolster the faith of the body and perform miracles to according to God's will and timing rather than their own. Prophecy is preaching the word of God with boldness. And the ability to, to distinguish between spirits is the ability to differentiate between good and evil, right and wrong. Tongues is speaking a prayer or message in a language that you don't know. And the interpretation of tongues is given, that gift is given to someone who is speaking in tongues to be able to know what they're saying. Service or helps gift. In the life is, is given to some to serve the church in a supporting role or in the life and ministry of the other members of the body. Teaching is instructing in truths and doctrines of God's word. Hospitality is making people feel welcome, appreciated, and wanted. These are all gifts, spiritual gifts. Spiritual gift of leadership is a divine enablement to cast vision, motivate, and direct people to harmoniously accomplish the purposes of God. 
Mercy is a special gift given to those who can feel exceptional empathy and compassion for those who are suffering physically, mentally, or emotionally. And the gift of administration is a gift of organizing, directing, and implementing plans to lead others in various activities or ministries of the church through planning, organizing, and supervising others. The gift of exhortation is the focus of a person who has the spiritual welfare of the individual at heart. And they speak that. Giving, the spiritual gift of giving is one that enables a believer to recognize God's blessings and to respond to those blessings by generously, sacrificially, and cheerfully giving of one's resources, time, talent, and treasure without thought of return. The only thing that built, can build up the church of God is the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit. There has never been a program that has dramatically transformed people's lives, brought them from all walks of life, and turned them into a united group that can actually accomplish something for God except by the Spirit of God. It takes God's Spirit to do that. The church was birthed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Society will not be transformed until the church is transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. As the church, we cannot, we cannot afford to remain the same. We need to be transformed. Apart from the Holy Spirit, no one can do the work of ministry as God wants them to do. With the Holy Spirit, we can make a difference. Bible says do not quench the spirit do not put out the spirit's fire in other words the only way we're going to make a difference in this world in these last days is by the spirit of God working in us Christ church today you have a decision to make are you willing to become an integral and active part of the Holy Spirit's work of growing the church of Jesus Christ in Romans 12:6, Paul declared, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them in proportion to our faith. The spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to believers will vary from person to person. Some may be given numerous gifts, but everyone is given some ability that can be used in service to others. God chose people for gifts for a very specific purpose, to build up the body to be used in service of the gospel. It's all about the gospel. Gospel, God speaking and showing his love through the church in a dynamic way. Remember the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. That means as we use our gifts, we are literally allowing the Spirit of God to manifest or make himself plain and apparent here on earth. The gifts are a reflection or an extension of him through us. These are free gifts, grace gifts received, not achieved. The common denominator in all these gifts is the same Spirit. But with the one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing them each one individually, as he wills. The Holy Spirit decides who gets what, when, 
how and where. And as we receive his gifts, letting him work in us what he has given, his ministry intensifies among us and extends to the world. Understanding and applying the gifts given us by the Holy Spirit will result in a dynamic spirituality where Jesus will be worshipped and the Father glorified. We will make a positive impact for the building up of the kingdom. As members of Christ's body, each of us is uniquely gifted and needed in the church. As we allow God to work in, with, and through us, he will make beautiful things. If we'll just be available to him, we'll be amazed at what he can do with us, what he can create, what he will work through us for the good of everyone. How do we serve him? Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. That is what we are, stewards of God's grace. Now, all of this talk of gifts is within the context of unity and diversity in the body of Christ. We are all one in the body of Christ, serving him through the use of individual spiritual gifts. Not because we have to, or because someone asks us to, but because we are compelled to. Now, a personal word of exhortation. Various activities we talked about today are given in the context of being directed by the Holy Spirit. Many people today are well-intentioned, giving, helpful, and loyal in giving of themselves to various works of charity through personal efforts and monetary contributions. However, they may not be members of the body of Christ. And there are those whose relationship with Jesus Christ has waned or is minimal at best. Either way, they are not empowered by the Holy Spirit. There is no holy energy there. While their works are valuable to society, without a relationship with Jesus Christ and operating under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the results they achieve will not contribute to the building up of the kingdom of God and strengthening of the body of Christ. I read to you from 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, verses 11 through 13. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. Do you have a personal and active relationship with Jesus? Are you compelled by the love of Christ? The greatest gift we have been given is Jesus Christ. And everything else is to put purpose in our compulsion to serve Him. Unified in the body of Christ, unified in purpose, diverse in action. If you are in Christ, you are compelled by His love and cannot but follow Him.
You no longer live for yourself, but for Him. Our spiritual gifts are not for our own self-advancement. They were given to us for the purpose of serving God and enhancing the spiritual growth of other believers. Enhancing the spiritual growth of other believers. We cannot do anything apart from God. God must build us as a church and as individuals. Our building up is by His hand only. God is working through us through spiritual gifts that he alone has given us. He builds and edifies the body of Christ, which is who we are. Some points to remember. You must have an active and healthy relationship, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. All spiritual gifts come from God. All Christians are given at least one spiritual gift. Spiritual gifts are for building the body of Christ. We do not all have the same gifts. Gifts are given as God determines. All the gifts are essential. No single gift in itself is given to all believers. So no one gift may be used to signify salvation, sanctification, or spiritual status. And we must remember that Paul stresses in 1 Corinthians 13 that Without love, the spiritual gift is worthless. The clergy and leadership of Christ's church want you to know which gifts God has provided you. This is your next step. As you leave today, pick up an inventory exercise packet and a brief description of some of the spiritual gifts we've talked about. They're on the table as you exit the nave, the front door, in the hallway near the door of the Melrose Street entrance. When you have completed this exercise, please return it to one of the clergy who will review it and follow up with you. This applies to all baptized persons of all ages. You heard the psalm this morning, even when I'm gray-headed. Actually, David wasn't quite gray-headed then. But in Jeremiah, which we will hear in the next service, talks about Jeremiah as a young man. We, we are all young, middle-aged, or elderly, gifted for service to the building up of the body. No one is too young, no one is too old to exercise his or her spiritual gifts. You don't have to be a member of Christ's church to contribute to the building up of the body of Christ either. Each of us, is to participate in the building up of the body. Everyone, everyone, feel free to take a packet. Then as you prepare to complete this task, pray to God and ask Him to reveal your gifts or gifts to you. Read about them in the Bible. Explore areas of interest and passion. Explore natural talents that you may have. Volunteer to serve. Ask your friends, family, and church leaders what they think. Pray to Jesus, asking him to supernaturally empower you to exercise your gifts. I promise you that exercising these gifts to grow and build the body of Christ will please God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.